Hello everyone and welcome to the Attitude Era Podcast, Season 3, The Invasion, and it's our second episode. Hello everyone once again, it's me, Cowboy Kevin Mann, joined as I am always in this review of one of the most maligned and poorly received angles of all time, talking about that there invasion, by my cohorts, comrades and colleagues, first to my right, he is the man who is crawling through all of SmackDown with me, and he makes a nice cup of coffee, and he's one handsome, virile son of a bitch. Talk about Adam Bibolo. Hello there, Kevin. How things? Good. I'm in a fucking fabulous mood today. I'm so happy we're doing this. How so? What's what's got you in this chipper mood? I just it's. I know this is one of the most maligned angles of all time, as you say, but just being back in this time period with these guys on the roster oh. and seeing proper classic 2001 Vince McMahon every day, like it's, <laughs> this. This is a good time to be watching wrestling again. This is great because, like, currently with with watching and you know podcasting full time and whatnot, when you look at what we were doing a couple of months ago, we had to watch four or five hour pay per views mm. that had three hour raws in between. It was like mm. a draining uh slug. <laughs> Whereas now watching this, I do feel like you know the episode of SpongeBob where they find Patrick. And it's like, oh, don't forget your briefcase. It's full of donuts and ice cream. Like, ah, I'm not working at all. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> this is so much fun to watch. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Easy watching. And to my left, watching it for the first time, unquestionably the baddest man on the planet, coming to us with a Cactus Jack retirement promo denim jacket today. <laughs> it's Billy Keeble. Hello. How are you getting on? I'm not too bad. Yeah? How are you finding your first ever taste of the invasion? Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I enjoyed King of the Ring for the most part. I have, uh, not to spoil anything, enjoyed this Raw. Yeah. This is a, a really weird time because it's like, it's so funny. Everyone will say unequivocally that oh, 2001 wrestling is fucking the best, like the best of the best. Up until WrestleMania 17, it's like everyone's favourite. And then somehow after that, it's everyone's least favourite. Yeah. And I don't understand that yet entirely. Mm-hmm. I've got really positive memories of this time period. And watching it back so far, it's all been glorious. So we're watching today Raw's War, live from Madison Square Garden. And in case you don't know how important Madison Square Garden is, they're going to mention it a million times ever tonight. It's the historic post-King of the Ring 2001 episode of Raw is War. Right, I'll say right off the bat that this episode of Raw and the following week, I missed both of these originally when I was a kid. Oh. Yeah, I never, this is the first time watching them through because I actually was on language college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when I was 12 that summer, I, I got trucked off. I, got, I went to France on a French exchange where I fell overboard in a boat and nearly died. <laughs> That's a fun one. I will say that for another podcast. And then afterwards, I had to go away to uh, Mullingar to a German language college. Do you know what a German language college is? I guess. No. I guess, for fuck. It's on. a college where you get taught the German language. Yeah. yeah. What else? Did you have though? to ask us? That? No, no, there's more to it than that. If it was you that can only easy. speak German. Boom, right there. In the, in the only speak Ireland. German. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny, there's actually, I think, more places now because of these German language colleges speaking German than there is Irish. <laughs> but I was there, I was trapped behind these walls. Happy to speak German. Like and I thought, prison. it is like a prison because they didn't give us any internet. They didn't give us any, they, they said kind of newspapers. So no newspapers. Jesus. So they literally cut us off from the world. 
And I didn't know what was going on in wrestling. And I made a friend at the language college who told me that his friend was texting him, you know, his secret phone. Well, we weren't allowed phones either. Fuck, it is prison. Literally prison. A borstal for really well behaved children yeah. who want to improve their use of the imperfect tense line. <laughs> but I had this mate here who was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting these text messages finding out what's going on right what i thought was going on was not what was going on here okay mick foley had returned according to this lad <laughs> the the invasion pay-per-view was going to feature mick foley and linda mcmahon versus stephanie mcmahon and triple h it's, i fell for it and i feel like it, we got in a fight over it <laughs> now it did devolve into wrestling moves but that's just the way it is this but sounds yeah. like a really shit shawshank redemption like <laughs> yeah because yeah, much like andy dufresne i got caught speaking the wrong language uh, i was oh. I actually got in trouble. I got caught to talk in English, talking about wrestling and uh, how excited I was for the invasion. And I got brought into the offices like two in the morning, and they're like, "Was that speciert?" And I was like, "Oh well." I was trying to speak in English with uh, Kevin. Kein Scheiß. Oh. That is German for no, no shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I am very happy to finally watch this, even if it did bring up bad memories. <laughs> did you uh, flick it over into the German language on the network so you could just really <laughs> take yourself back to that time? <laughs> but if I start speaking German randomly, we'll know why the reason is. Just slap him around the back of the head, he'll be alright again. <laughs> Vince opens us up with his beige jacket. I love the start of Raw because there was a serious what the fuck is going on and what the fuck is going to happen because mm-hmm. watching this right after King of the Ring which ended with complete chaos and you know Steve Austin being injured and all the shit with Shane and WCW you really don't know what's going to happen here tonight the problem is is that that vibe should be with the fans what's going to happen yeah problem is that vibe seems to be with the creative team mm. what's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> they're all excited like whoa there's an invasion what's gonna happen who's a face like, who's a heel <laughs> JR casually mentions as Vince comes to the ring that Benoit has been hospitalized and is awaiting major reconstructive neck surgery yeah so no Benoit for all of this invasion it's a shame he's gone now straight away so we had no Chris and no Triple H for all of this it's gonna be weird very weird so Vince McMahon starts cutting his promo in the ring and he starts talking about WCW and this is meant to be a big I mean do you get the opinion this is going to be a big coming out party for the WCW faction tonight like it's meant to be yeah here they go that's the theme of the episode yeah, yeah this speech at the start just confused me if I'm being honest how so because as far as I remember Vince is the evil corporate asshole that's working with Stone Cold we hate him boo jeer yeah and now he's here in MSG talking about the history the heritage of MSG that we're going to stop the evil WCW invasion. And we're all WWF fans. So. We all have WWF souls, if it were. Yeah, so now we want to side with Vince, do we? Is he a good guy now? Mate, shades are grey, isn't it? Yeah, like, it really know, is. I think it's passe to think someone has to be a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he mentions WCW, and it gets like jaded confused booze yeah like if someone went on too long at a eulogy at a funeral like let's let's remember as well but WCW is represented by Shane McMahon who we all love and admire because he's funny and he's great and he's a hero after surviving the glass the night before so when Vince is having a go at WCW you're not surprised the crowd's like "Eh, how do they feel we are in Madison Square Garden after all hallowed ground do you think they maybe should have swapped it 
So like Shane was WWF and like Vince was like, these are my <laughs> new toys. <laughs> you can keep the WWF. I don't want it anymore. I mean, like the only thing the way that could work almost is like if because Shane is too beloved, it's it's working against this yes. idea. Stephanie should have been the owner from the outset. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, straight yeah, away, it would have gotten the reaction they wanted here. Absolutely. The problem is though is that twenty minutes later they're looking for a completely different reaction. Yeah. Because they're acting out like their faces, even though Vin, this is such a face promo from Vince. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my god. When he mentioned. Austin as well who won a King of the Ring in the most pathetic like un-Austin way ever like a shell of his former yeah. self and he mentions this like husk of a man and it gets a more favourable reaction than WCW as the concept does yeah. so that don't bode well for our proposed WCW spin-off so Vince McMahon is confused by Booker T <laughs> oh, oh my god Christ oh, what does it stand for Booker ah. Terrible. Booker Terrible. That's what he says. He, he says T as in like a golf tee. T as in the drink. Terrible. Trash. Then ben, troglodyte. Because he looks like one. Now, Billy, you're wrong. He didn't say trash. He said trash. And then he, he, he settles on it means temporarily employed. Who's employing it's, him? It's like a weird spin-off of the double J, double A, you know, <laughs> double G, double O, but it's not as good. Booker ticked off more like, am I right? Vince says that WCW is going to go out of business. And then he says, there better not be any WCW guys here tonight. What a panto line. <laughs> I wanted Shane to be behind him going, shh, with like Chuck Palomo going, whoa. Curb your enthusiasm, play. <laughs> He refers to Madison Square Garden as hallowed ground. Mm-hmm. It's very on the nose. Really on the nose. This is just a start as well. I like when they keep referring to it as the mecca of WWE and sports entertainment. That's because Vince's dad is buried underneath. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> but like, why mecca? Do, like, do all WWF fans have to turn to Madison Square Garden as <laughs> Like, oh shit, it's time for Raw. Turn to MSG. Like, <laughs> like. So Vince McMahon decides to hype everyone up. He rolls that beam footage of Vince McMahon Sr. He says this is from when he was inducted into the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame. But this is clearly the WWE Hall of Fame video package. Yes. Yeah. It's got the logo. It's got like Gorilla Monsoon talking about him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame video package wouldn't say, among his accolades include being inducted into the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> when was he inducted into the MSG Hall of Fame? He was inducted into the MSG Hall of Fame in the 90s, as far as I know. So why are they doing this now? They're doing this because I think they're worried that people aren't going to make the connection about MSG. And it being WWE. Because when you think about it tonight, of all the tricks that they propose and all the hype that comes up here, at the end of the day, if you don't think that MSG is this really special place that has very special significance for WWF and not WCW, then Mm. 90% of what is given to us here tonight technically lands flat, I guess. I guess. No, I I see the point there. But I do think the whole idea of just a WCW superstar being on Raw in general is probably enough salt and pepper. Like, yeah, I mean... You need this as well, do you? I, I, it's kind of silly. It's, it really is making, like, WCW is the South. And yeah. This, this is New York City. Yeah, and they pretty much. here, like... It, I think it's counterintuitive at the end of the day. We get a big pop from the crowd for Classy Freddy Blassie. Andre gets shown. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. It's like really like gets people hyped up in the right way, I guess. Yeah. You know. 
They announced for later on tonight that we're going to get the Dudley Boys versus the Brothers of Destruction in a tag team championship match. Fucking hell. And Vince leaves just basically saying it's going to be a huge night tonight and nothing out of the ordinary is definitely going to happen at all. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Coming up. Oh, Jesus. Our new hardcore champion. Uh Uh-huh. Test. Yeah. Um, did you ever read McFoley's book where he talked about when Test won the hardcore belt? No. He just said when Test won the belt, there wasn't a sound that you could hear in the arena. Although somewhere, if you very, very carefully listened, you could hear Terry Funk weeping in Amarillo. Oh. <laughs> Why did they make that jackass Test <laughs> win the prestigious hardcore <laughs> championship? You know it's a good crowd tonight, though, because Test gets a huge pop. Oh, man. And this crowd Seriously. just They're loves right. WWF in general. Like yeah. They're so into this show. It's MSG, mate. Yeah, it's the perfect crowd, honestly. It's it great. actually shows you how over the entire roster is and everything that's going on, generally, outside the Invasion storyline, where people are kind of like... They're almost giving it the time of day. They're like, yep, yeah, cool, that's fine. All right, now we're here for some WWF action. Yeah. They actually react stronger to the one-on-one matches than any of the shenanigans here yeah. tonight at all. They love them some fucking tests. Yeah! <laughs> we got a recap of Stacey Keebler debuting and costing Rhino his hardcore championship. How over is Rhino? Oh, yeah. So over. Gigantic Whoa. reaction for him. I know he said so at King of the Ring, but in MSG, if you're getting that reaction, mm. that's surely a sign of how over you are. Yeah. Considering how short a time he's been in the company as well. Yeah, he's mm. only been here for like three months at this point, if even. Yeah. They did some really cool things with Rhino, just put him over as a total badass. Like, they had a thing, like, after, like, I think it was after Test won the belt, he's like, went right to Regal's office, he's like, I want my chance against Test. He's like, well, he can't because he's not here tonight. He's like, fine, I want a title match. Give me Steve Austin. <laughs> everyone pops. Like, and he's like, I can't do that. It's like, I love that. Yeah. Like, that Rhino's just like, I'm a fucking beast and I want to beat up everyone. Yeah. Really, really works well for him. Lots and lots of bins used here. Randy Orton's nightmare this match is essentially. Rhino gores a bin at one point. Oh, no, don't like understate that. Test throws it right into the gore. It looks fucking butt ugly. Like. Oh, man, I love that gore. It's so over. Oh, yeah. Fucking beautiful. The commentators find ways to actually hype up Madison Square Garden even more. Paul Heyman refers to it as the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> All the trade that comes in the ports all come from Madison Square Garden, like, you know. They brawl in the crowd, chest suplexes Rhino onto the rail, like the hard ass rail. Oh, Jesus it looks Christ. Gross. When they're backstage, it gets very, very smoggy. Did you notice all this yeah. dry? It's funny, I thought that Rob Van Dam didn't be here for another two weeks. (laughs) 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 Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Right, what follows has to be the most unfortunate fucking move ever the test has done. Never before has so much planning went into something that served to do nothing more than hurt everyone involved. Oh my. He goes and he gets his two tables and he puts Rhino in the middle of the two tables. Oh. They're laid across like, so he's parallel to the, the, the divot in the middle yeah. of the two. Then Tess climbs up this little scaffolding and you can tell he's shaky legs. <laughs> like his legs are shaking like Billy Gunn's arm during a promo, like when he's holding the microphone. <laughs> he's wobbling and Tess just jumps off and like parts the Red Sea. It's like, Fus Roda, I banished this realm of tables. And they go flying the opposite oh. direction as him and Rhino splat on the concrete underneath. Rhino's head hits the floor. Horrible so- thud. Oh, yeah. why wouldn't you put him horizontal? That's I, how tables work. Makes sense, doesn't it? Like, surely you think when you become hardcore champion, you get, like, 
a pamphlet. (laughs) Here's how you put a fucking chair in the corner. Here's the the ring apron but you go over to so you look like a fucking idiot looking around all four like Xbox. Here's how you lay out a table. I don't know, it just... He, it seemed like such an oversight for Rhino, who's went through and put so many people through tables that he wouldn't like turn himself around a yeah. little bit or something. <laughs> Jim Ross tries to put it over though. Back on, right between the tables. <laughs> <laughs> Bumping on concrete is no fun, and neither is it when afterwards, if you're Rhino, you have to get up and gore a wall. Oh, <laughs> horrible! You see that there? Ah, get into that <laughs> I like the idea of Michael Hayes then he goes through the table then afterwards you get up you run right head first into this wall is there any way we could maybe gimmick the wall no <laughs> he so, gets put in a bin as well and yeah. pushed into a wall don't do that to Rhino Poor Rhino so Rhino manages to win his championship after uh, getting Tess uh, smashed against the wall and uh, he's barely got a chance to celebrate before, oh no, the hollowed ground. As soon as he did this, all the Jedi were like, <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. But somehow I feel like thousands of marks cried out in anguish at once and were suddenly silenced because Mike Awesome, a WCW guy, appeared in the hollow ground of Madison Square Garden. You think when this happened that Freddie Blassie started like shaking violently? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blassie, why are you coughing up so much black darkness? <laughs> There's WCW. in the treasured grounds of Madison Square Garden so awesome power bombs Rhino on a ladder Rhino come on we had a rough day already 10 minutes into Raw and Rhino's been hospitalised so if we can't make the fans not cheer for Rhino we'll beat Rhino up so much that you'll be able to recognise cheers anymore it's just a (laughs) so Mike Awesome Wins yeah. the hardcore belt! Way! Yeah. First time ever a WCW guy. And how can you tell that he's a WCW guy? <laughs> I just call it a hunch. How, how can you tell? He's got on his t shirts. He's a hair bear with WCW on his tummy. Like. <laughs> I like the idea of Shane McMahon having all the guys, yeah, y'all got your shirts on? Good, they'll know where you're from, okay? <laughs> Has everyone got a buddy? Better <laughs> than having a Teddy Long face on your top. Like, there's been worse branding in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice t shirt, actually. I like the WCW logo that they've got mm. here, you know? Disappointing, though, that they made a big deal about DDP being like, I'm going to be the first guy to set foot in a WWF to the MSG arena from WCW is going to be me yeah Mike Awesome just wanders in and it's and he wins a belt like what are your guys memories or what do you much know about Mike Awesome seen him at one night stand great match oh him and Tanaka yeah, yeah. I, sh- I think when you and I met I showed you that didn't yeah, I yeah you did that was my first ECW exposure like any sort of pay per view or anything Bill and then he was also Mr. Muscles the fat chick thriller he was <laughs> oh, Mr. Muscles <laughs> in, in the interview they don't call him Mike Awesome they call him Mr. Muscles Mr. Muscles <laughs> Mr. Muscles and it's, and I says, yeah so it's Mike Awesome the fat chick thriller <laughs> in the middle of cleaning a shower <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's better than Mr. Frosty, I guess. Like, but, so, yeah, I, I remember we saw him as part of one of our WCW shows we watched. Did it we? was Bash at the Beach. Yeah, yeah, right. He had the distinction of being one of the less shit matches. Right. But that isn't really saying much, I guess. Yeah, he, he had the Valkyrie who was going to sing for Jeff Jarrett. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just that, like, Mike Awesome was a big deal in ECW. Mm-hmm. Like, a really big deal. Do you know about the controversy about Awesome and the ECW Championship? I know he did something terrible because Joey Styles said some horrible things about him on commentary. Yeah, it was so upsetting that Joey Styles thought that Mike Awesome uh, should commit suicide. Mm. Suicide dive by Mike Awesome, and it's a 
shame he didn't succeed in taking his own life. Uh, Mike Austin did commit suicide yeah. a few years later. And, yeah. uh, and I wonder if that's why Joey Styles ever became so mean. You know that Joey Styles became mean, like he just turned, didn't he? He like, did, like yeah. real life, me, just because he's like real. Like, wow, I am a piece of shit. Like, yeah. just, I'm like, <laughs> wow, like he's just like fucking like fuck. All right, I guess I tweet about global warming then, like you know. His hair turned white, you know. We will never stop referencing Twin Peaks ever. <laughs> You are still with me! That's good! <laughs> the thing with Mike Awesome, he knows no right yet about these guys. He was involved in a problem in ECW where he left while still being the champion and he went to WCW and they were going to throw down the belts on WCW and Heyman had to have like lawyers involved and what ended up happening was that Mike Austin debuted in WCW but he didn't have the belt and then literally the next night they had Taz, a WWF guy, go to an ECW house show to beat Mike Awesome in like two minutes and then Taz dropped the belt immediately to Tommy Dreamer afterwards. So, an ECW guy won an ECW belt to fight into WCW, and then a WWF guy came in to fight a WCW guy at an ECW event to win the ECW belt, and then he dropped it to an ECW guy. That makes sense. Yeah. He then dropped it to another ECW guy after that. Quick question. Yeah. Why did they have to get Taz involved in that? Why couldn't Dreamer just take the belt straight off of Awesome? They did the thing... Do you remember when they did the thing where... I mean, we'll get to on SmackDown Crawl eventually where Taz showed up with the ECW belt yeah. on SmackDown and he challenged Triple H. as like, title for title, let's yeah. go. And then Tommy Dreamer interfered and accidentally cost Taz the match. And Vince McMahon said in an interview, quite frankly, that doesn't speak very highly of me trying to help that brand, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> if he ain't going to come up with anything, neither am I. So, fuck it. Like, wow, okay. Just so we know is that if you are someone who was like reading your dirt sheets or a Meltzer guy or whatever at the time, you'd know all about Mike Awesome. And obviously him being the first guy to win a belt, maybe they're going to push him? Mm, huh? Maybe. It is the hardcore belt, let's not forget. It is the hardcore belt, I guess. So, I did like the idea of this, though. This was really shocking, and like everyone reacted like it was a big thing, including Mike Austin, which... What is these WCW guys and their noises? Gremlins, mate. Yeah. Fucking creeps. Maybe they had different mics in WCW that pitched in a certain way, saying like monsters. Never before has a WCW competitor set foot in the sacred grounds of Madison Square Garden. They cut back to JR and Heyman, and they're like... Oh my god, like mm. it's been a fucking travesty. This massive incident has happened. Coming up next, light heavyweight championship on the line. A rematch from the surprisingly decent encounter at King of the Ring. Jeff Hardy taking on X-Pac. Jeff Hardy, as he's coming out, is revealed to be the most eligible bachelor in the WWF. According to who? Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Go take down the, the dance. there with a rose, like winking at <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say as well, this match being sponsored by Uncle Ben's Rice really made me laugh. <laughs> Heyman's, his heart wasn't in it, was he? WCW are invading. There's no time for fucking microwave rice. <laughs> well, that's exactly the thing. You haven't got time to cook it on the hob, Billy. Yeah. So you've got to bung it in the microwave. Yeah. There's an invasion You on. can't go away and, and cook dinner. Get the microwave rice on. <laughs> it cuts to Vincent Man in his Hawaiian shirt. Like, when I'm stressed and I need to get back, <laughs> I like Uncle Ben's microwave. Right, it's easier because Linda's divorced me. <laughs> All you do is open it up. <laughs> Universal loud X Pac sucks chance. There's that heat. 
Fucking hell. Yeah. It's you know what? X Pac has probably got some of the most heat out of everyone on the roster. Mm. It's crazy. Does he ever get cheered again other than like occasional appearances he's made in the last few years? Don't think no. so, no. Even then I don't think he got cheered that much. I mean, That's because they never make reference to him, do they? Like <laughs> They can't see him. Here's right. the new age outlaws and Look, Sean's here. Like. Yeah, he's cursed. He gets to be at every DX reunion, but no one will ever notice that he's there. <laughs> yeah. So really lightning fast action from these two. Uh, a worrying trend of having better matches in the Raw after the pay-per-view yeah. the pay-per-view itself. Jeff bumps from the turnbuckle to the barricade all the way to the outside. Jesus Christ. Lovely spot. Oh, they, ca- they casually bury DDP on commentary. <laughs> the same line as the night before as well. As famous as his body will allow him yeah. to be. And then Heyman goes, yeah, he should go back to being anonymous. Ouch. Mm. He should go back to stalking someone, Jo. He was the champion of WCW. He was. Fucking two times. Anonymous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anonymous. You might as well not be here. Are you excited for your big appearance later tonight, DDP? You can go home if you want to. Are you sure? <laughs> it's all right. We booked you a taxi. It's, it's here now. Go. Please go now. That, like, that, the line that was verbatim the same as King of the Ring. Yeah. That yeah. is it's, such a Vince line. He's been fed that line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We get an amazing sign in the front row. I'm not 100% on it because of the handwriting, but I'm 99% sure it says, Marry me, Al Snow. Just in big letters, like fancy handwriting. There's one next to it that says, I fling poop. <laughs> like, we're, we're back wow. to the attitude era. Like, God. we're back to early attitude era. It's because they've won the war. Yeah. Like, now it's like, yeah, everyone just chill out, go nuts. Hey, we're here fighting for, for our WWF beliefs, and those signs go along for the rides, you know? X-Pac gets drop-kicked mid-air by Jeff Ooh. Hardy. Beautiful stuff. Bronco Buckter gets X-Pac a kick in the cock. And then the Swanton Bomb misses. X-Pac gets his feet on the ropes. He retains his tight heavyweight championship. <laughs> um, yeah, fine, grand. It's confusing that Jeff's in a singles run. Like. Yeah. yeah, very peculiar. Also weird that we're kicking off Raw with two back-to-back title matches as well. Like. Yeah. Really just throwing the metal matches around a lot at this I point. think they're trying to make it, oh, it's MSG, so of course we always do big stuff at MSG. Put on a show. Like. I was half hoping another WCW guy would, like, run out. Win this belt as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, or just, like, literally steal it. Yeah. Like, literally, where I have WCW literally have all of the belts. Not officially, but they have them. Have it so they interfere in the entire card, you mean? Yeah. Like, every match. I feel like this would have been a great time for... I mean, it's something we've seen on SmackDown Crawl with the early episodes of SmackDown, where there's so much shit happening backstage in so many backstage segments that they would keep cutting back and forth. Yeah. Just for, like, ten seconds or even a shot, like, backstage, oh, these guys are waiting here just so you remember that. Because mm. kind of, the answers are talking about other shit anyway. Yeah. I thought a few shots to the back like people looking around where's Mike Awesome yeah. or Vince fucking pulling his hair out or Shane celebrating but it feels a little isolated I don't buy that there's a big invasion going on here at the moment you, you want to have someone like leading a, an investigation like we're going to find these WCW guys backstage and we're going to stamp out this fire before it can get you yeah. know, take hold but it is just like oh they're here now damn <laughs> shit who let them in I thought we said we'd lock the door oh god damn <laughs> Vince McMahon backstage we found the source of Triple H's hummus <laughs> yeah. it's one of my horcruxes <laughs> quadruple H Hunter Hearst Helmsley's hummus basically when Triple H is in here the other characters should all be eating hummus <laughs> to remind them of Triple H and when there's no hummus they should all be saying where's Triple Hummus that means Triple H <laughs> Vince McMahon is pissed off because Austin's late. He's going to burst. 
I love that like Austin was so paranoid and now that he's by the hair by the f- closer than two bears in a phone booth by a frog's hair he retains the bell and now he's like what are you worried about <laughs> too big for his boots he's <laughs> such an asshole like Vince is so pissed and he says oh god yeah 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 this is what Ray, when you for, you've buried something and then you, in mid-reading your notes, like, oh, oh yeah. fucking hell. He did say that. So Vince says, some WCW creep just took the hardcore title. He raped me. No, he didn't. He didn't. No. There is no definition of that word. Where that would make sense. Like, the WWF Hardcore Championship is not, the, that is not the same, Vince. Nope. Who's writing that verbiage? Vince. Yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon. Sit around there, you know, with the, the, he was little reading glasses he always has on. What if I said they raped me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, little glasses coming out there. Well, granddad, I don't think we should. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Austin freaks out and he's like, Look, I kept this title. Where were you? I, I was like, Austin's got no redeeming qualities. It's not no. even like. I thought I would find myself sympathising with him because he's like a little boy now and he needs yeah. his approval. And as soon as Austin thinks he doesn't need him, he's just this fucking dick, like. Well, do you not think, like, maybe Vince has got a bit of a, a lot on his plate at the minute? Like, the whole WCW invasion going. It's been kind of the whole theme of the show so yeah. far. And he's literally just like, where were you, Vince? I needed you. This <laughs> greatest line ever. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Do you promise that you care? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I wanted this exchange to take place at camp with all the lights on. <laughs> you promise we'll be friends forever, Vince. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, oh shucks, I could spend the whole summer with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> then they have a little hug. The most inappropriately timed hug ever. Austin looks like he's just met his long lost father. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like the face he's pulling here. But like when they turn the camera and this time you notice his eyes are closed. Mm. A peaceful rattlesnake. Like He's okay. He's got Vince back. It's all right. We get several of these tonight. Garden classics. Mm. So looking at the historic moments that have taken place in Madison Square Garden. Now this one of course is looking at the historic reign of the man who wishes that he was not included in this video package at the time. <laughs> Bruno Sammartino. Uh, so Bruno Sammartino, they uh, you know, put him over here. Mm. Yeah, surprise. considering you know how much you hear about the, the years of bad blood, I think it was pretty decent of him to say all this nice stuff. From an interview around this time, Bruno Sammartino said that WWF programming was worse than pornography. So. <laughs> come on! Like, come what, on! What planet? Watch it, like! <laughs> or porn! Watch one of them, though! Come on! But one of them you have to watch to qualify that statement. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Get a recap of Booker T jumping Austin and breaking his hand from uh, yeah. King of the Ring. Uh, will we see Booker troglodyte here tonight in the garden? Backstage, Trish Stratus with big sexy Paul White. <laughs> where are they going with this? I'll tell you where they're going. <laughs> I've got a massive willy. <laughs> well, well, he's got a big cock. <laughs> He's made his own t-shirt and it, it says Big Show and it's got an arrow pointing down at his cock. Trish here is funnier than I've ever seen her be before. Yeah, she's great here. Like, he, the arrow is pointing at his cock and Big Show even goes, oh, the arrow is pointing down. <laughs> and Trish just immediately goes, to your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He touches himself when he's yeah. talking. 
this is clearly we've already sent you to OVW and given you the talk mm-hmm. so if you're gonna fucking be a dick fine here we go this is what we're giving you we're not making any merch you've gotta make your own t-shirts from now on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is the t-shirt we'll make for real if you don't fucking book your ideas up and get your shit together he wants Trish to go on a vacation with him after he wins the European title tonight England Sweden China also I'm a dumbass <laughs> it's a European tour he says yeah. a European tour so China <laughs> as well as uh, touching myself and being a creep I'm a fucking moron in life they might as well put up a, a fucking subtitle saying body odour intensifies <laughs> while we're, we'll never get a chance to talk about Big Show in China again but you guys know that show on the network this week in WWE it sort yeah, of yeah. recaps everything yeah, yeah, yeah. they occasionally do have little segments on that show that you won't see anywhere else just little interstitials one week it was and this week in WWE Big Show went to China to meet some other fans and it was the saddest it was like Big Show looking really hot and uncomfortable like oh yeah everything's a lot smaller I, you know, I can't fit in this chair and then there's just a guy like there like oh you've, you've eaten a lot of that rice Big Show he's like <laughs> I, I, I can eat a lot man. <laughs> really fucking trashy fucking but he finally got to go that's the important thing exactly got on there it, in the end on his own and uh, Big Show always in the promo in a firm authoritative stance <laughs> I'm a genius <laughs> there he goes Paul White and his get rich quick schemes. No, will you ever learn? You you can't end a sentence by saying, I'm a genius, when the start of that is yuck, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Big Show, could you hold this big jug and just blow into it afterwards? (laughs) How about this washboard? Vince et al. Eat hummus. Kurt arrives. He is fucking sore looking. He is covered in McMahon family potatoes. Jesus Christ. I love this. They get a little bit later with Shane as well. The two of them look like they have been in a car accident. Like, mm-hmm. Kurt is like, hey guys. <laughs> Less than 24 hours. Like, it's crazy. Soon as Kurt comes in, Austin's no longer peaceful. Yep. He, you know, he doesn't stop looking at him the whole yeah. time. I became like a little bit obsessed with these segments. Because mm-hmm. I've been reading like TV reports and like loads of people at the time were like, oh, this is getting a bit boring now and silly. Like, having all these silly things with Austin and Kurt. I'm obsessed with this. I think it's the greatest yeah. shit they've ever done. Like, as of right now, the stuff we've looked at so far, these segments are the peak of the era so far for me. Like, this yeah. is the best stuff they've been making. It's at this the time. funniest I think WWE has ever been. Ever. I'm yeah. including all the stuff the Kumbaya, the, yeah. the hugs, Kurt here, the tiny cowboy hats. It's fucking perfect all and gold. It. Austin claims that Kurt has not got any reason to be upset. I had a way tougher match last night. I had to fight two guys. You're pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> Kurt's like, I can't even, I can't see out of this eye, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't hear so good after that match. Could you write it down for me? You're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> the face that Steve pulls when Kurt tries to take a carrot off the platter. <laughs> the fucking face he pulls. It looks like he's about to start barking at him like... <laughs> I had to think somewhere to hype himself up, you know, like off in Alabama where he's getting his surgery and his rehab. Triple H has just got a live feed of the of the hummus and watching people eat it, and he's like, Austin, Austin, <laughs> Austin, like just working out, like, you know, getting back to that goal. What about Kurt taking a carrot, like, first he tries to take my wife, now this. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Kurt is really good at eating hummus as well, Triple H. <laughs> 
Garden Classics, this time it's Billy Graham, who sold his WWE Hall of Fame ring and said that Vince McMahon is a scumbag and a pimp. So, uh, there we go. Lots of lovely people. Well, the garden, this mecca full of these demons and (laughs) people who hate WWF. Currently in the ring, I don't see this guy for a while, it's Stephen Richards, Mm. wearing a black shirt. Yeah. And he's like, hi, my name is Steve. And then he's straight he away. He looks like a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's about to take your order. <laughs> he, whatever he's doing, he looks like a temporary employee. Yeah. Who's high, yeah. His hive is jacket hasn't arrived yet. Just <laughs> wear your black shirt and stand over there. Does Steve. he have a gimmick at all at this moment? Because obviously post <sighs> right to censor. Right to censor broke up. Stevie was still showing up here and there. He, I remember he blamed... He, he like he did a few interviews as far as I know where he blamed Undertaker and was like oh right censor is gone he was trying to do the same thing here but this is one of the only sightings of Stevie that I've seen I've not watched Jacked or mm. Metal and I know mm. that seems like a jokey thing to say but this is actually at a point in time because the roster is so big that shit's happening I've had to watch fucking Heat mm. <laughs> yeah with this invasion going on because this stuff happened like Jerry Lynn debuted on Heat and won the light heavyweight belt and now he's gone out. again like that also there's stuff happening on Heat which means the guys are usually have their stuff happen on Heat it's happening on Jack so oh, stuff could well have happened with Stevie yeah. Richards this is the only sighting I can see of him though post split and he doesn't even get to say anything. He's about to run down New York as being like, oh, the terrible filth of New York. A right to censor promo. Yeah, accessible yeah. stuff. But oh no, guess who's here? It's Raz. Still wrestling. It's going to come out. Stephen, there's a lot of rumours going around that you might be going <laughs> to the WC. I was wondering, you know, with Madison Square Garden, we could do a big interview. You know, maybe you... you uh, you know, tell me my questions are good, huh? Maybe you can have a word of management and get me a spot on Jack. I'd love to be on Jack. You know, I, uh, I used to wrestle. Uh, <laughs> you know, I debuted in this very building. Oh, <laughs> oh he did it! <laughs> he did! Right there. Oh. Why is Taz oh. sad Robert De Niro? Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you fucking phony? <laughs> Paul, you remember when you cried? Where are your tears now, man? Where are they at? Where they at, Paul? <laughs> I'm just, Chaz is getting older and sadder in all of my visions. Mm. But no, in fairness, he does come out, doesn't he? Paul calls him a modern-day Bruno Sammartino. Ah, now, come on. Yeah. Bit of a reach, maybe. He suplexes him, Taz mission, Raz wins. Mm. Lovely. What are they doing with this? <laughs> Like, talk about... Like, this is literally like Renee Young coming in and doing a fucking Ultimate Warrior. He's your backstage interviewer, and now yeah. he's come out and he's killed someone. Yeah. Like, I see this, I want to see Taz not interview people and host Heat, which is what he's going to do next. Well, obviously they know that Taz is going to be getting involved in the invasion in a couple of weeks' time, but I do don't... Do they? I do well, they know? You'd think so. I don't think they know what is happening week to week. But then how do you explain this foreshadowing here of like, oh, Taz is still a killer. Taz still wrestles. I like, remember one of the few things I have a strong memory of from this invasion is two or three times specifically being like, oh shit, here it goes. Taz main event spotlight. They're going to mm-hmm. do a big thing. Big, big angle. And it never happens. No. So, yes, they're doing this. Yes, he'll be involved. But he's still commentating on SmackDown. At and the same Heat time. At the same time. So you oh, can't right. have your cake and eat it. You can't reset yeah. him as a serious character. And you can't have him like do what he does in later uh, in the later Raw. And then just have him, all right, I'll see you next week on SmackDown. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, You weird. can't have him be this villain, like a crony of a villain. And then 
Mm, it's weird. And I'm still being everyone's mate. I am really interested to see, like, watching it back. Because, I mean, you may not realise it from us making fun so much, but I'm a massive Taz fan. Mm. I think we've all, like, you look back at Rumble 2000, I think there's a debut and a moment that no one can criticise in terms yeah, of, like, absolutely. pure joy of wrestling. And I know it's just sad to see him flounder so much, yeah. you know? My one theory I had was maybe they gave him these little quick squashes so that they can be like, wow, Taz, you're so good. You just got to go announce because if we let you loose on the roster, you kill everyone. <laughs> there would be no WWF. Backstage, Tajiri and Regal are shining it up. The King of the Ring 2001 trophy. They're coming out next. Backstage again, Kurt Angle eats lots of vegetables to an increasingly irritated Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's staring daggers at him. <laughs> Can we get rid of this guy? <laughs> I don't like Kurt. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Vince reveals that he's worried. Uh, this is like this. I love this. This is like character development mm. to the nines. Yes, this is actually really good. This bit, like this is you know when we talk about how like oh Kurt, he's goofy, but mm. he's a killer. Like that's mm. like they know that they're literally saying it here. Because yep. Vince is like goes over to Steve. He's like, look, they're doing the King of the Ring ceremony next, and uh, I don't think he'll be able to handle it. Like after last night, like mm. he basically like Kurt is. To he's not he can't handle this basically. He needs babysitting basically. Oh, it's so like that. I love Kurt Angle as being this like scary killer who is like a total goof. Yeah, and that like you think about Kurt's been healed the entire time, mm-hmm. and stuff like this actually makes me start thinking this is like they're planting the seeds for the face. Yeah, turn here. sympathetic in a way. It like. is, yeah. But even the way they film it with like Austin and Vince stood up, and then in the background you've got Little Angle just sat on a chair like staring like a kid sat in a waiting room just munching on a carrot like he looks like a little boy like his dad's drunk we won't be able to pick him up like it's, it's, it's <laughs> like that like Kurt's totally oblivious loads of sympathy for him here absolutely oh and also Deborah's there she's been there the whole time <laughs> yeah. fucking hell yeah alright Deborah, her purpose in these segments mm. I don't oh, sure of like We've established previously that at the time of their marriage, Steve liked Deborah to be around. Yeah, I think that's all it is. But yeah, uh, I think as we've all, we've, we've probably know that Steve ain't going to answer any questions about Deborah at any time soon. Like, so we don't know why she's in all these segments. Mm. But Deborah's a big part of, like, she's with Austin the whole run of this whole season. Like, there's she's there a lot. And yeah, yeah, she's there. She is lot. there. She yeah. is there. But like we'll prob we could probably get away without mentioning her once and yeah. everything will still make yeah. sense. <laughs> Tajiri and Chili Willy Regal come out. My god, the booze for William Regal. Yeah. I love that. This oh god, I just can't stop beaming when these two are on screen. Little things like Regal's making Tajiri ca- carry the trophy and out. It's too big But for he's him. holding it so it completely obscures his face <laughs> while Regal's waving at everyone. The USA lacks civility, hand-washing, and royalty. <laughs> so we're here to pronounce King Egg. It lacks the notion of washing one's hands after you've used the lavatory. You have the, you have the means, but you lack the will. <laughs> here comes King Edge, and Christian's here too. That snakeskin t-shirt. Oh my god, it's hilarious. They decide to do a special five-second pose. For the common folk. (laughs) And Tajiri keeps walking in and trying to get you. I love that Tajiri knows just enough of what's going on. Yeah. Like, he's obviously watched a lot of WWF programming, so he knows that they do the pose. Yeah. He's a big fan of it. And he keeps bowing as well. (laughs) Like, Like, he just shows, like, how good the performers are when... Like, you've got all these wacky, weird characters, and... 
Like, they're so confident. Like, William Regal and Tajiri, that's an all-ball pairing. Like, Edge and Christian, those are two comedy groups, in a way. Mm-hmm. And they mesh together so yeah. perfectly. Yeah. I kind of, like, I want to see, like, Austin and Vince have interactions with, you know, Edge yeah. and Christian. I feel like everyone's firing on all cylinders that they could have gold with everyone. I love how that when they actually do the, the the official presenting of it, Christian is the first one to give a speech straight away. Edge doesn't get a look in. Like, yeah. Christian's straight away on the mic. Billy, did you think that Christian was going to turn baddie here? Uh, not here, but eventually. Mm. Especially after he says the words, congratulations. <laughs> the healest form of congratulations there is. Like. It's a congratulations yeah, with it's, an asterisk. It's so blatant what they're like doing yeah. here. Like, you... You'd, Hope they'd be a little more subtle. Well, they are subtle in a way that, like, you can buy that Christian is so self-obsessed that yeah. he's like that Christian means no ill will by it. Mm. That he is literally such a fucking putz yeah. that he doesn't realize he's ruining his brother's moment when he's like, "Man, I had such a tough road to King of the Ring, and yeah. it should have been you and me." And like, he's not running an edge at all. He's no. like, because Christian did have to beat Kane. And then the big show mm. to get to the semi-finals. So he actually had the toughest route out of anyone. So he has a point. But, but he's just ignorant. Yeah. Like. So you, you don't necessarily think he's going to be like, fuck you, Edge. Bam! Like, straight away. It's really interesting what they're doing here. Oh, man. Edge welcomes us to the era of awesomeness. Which means it's time for someone to come out of the shadows of WWF New York. Wipe the marinara sauce off your mouth. It's the one, Billy Gunn! He's got it all. Congratulations, your majesty. Welcome to the King of the Ring Winners Club. When I won the 1999 King of the Ring, I was really looking forward to defending my crown the next year, but unfortunately, I had a shoulder injury. Then I wanted to defend it this year and wasn't even entered in the damn tournament. Then I had the indignity of sitting at WWF New York with a bunch of loud, obnoxious New York City morons. But no, no, the topper, the worst of it all, not just sitting through the restaurant, was to watch a talentless joke like you actually win the damn thing. But congratulations, Edge. I really, really mean it. Somehow I don't think so. Bitter Billy. Wow, Billy. You sound like a human vacuum cleaner, managing to both suck and blow at the same time. And Billy, since you're not really doing anything lately, I was wondering if you could do me a favor. If in two years' time at the King of the Ring, I'm not defending a title or even in a match, and my very special assignment is to go to WWF New York and eat a meatball sandwich, then please, just shoot me in the head. 1999 is so two years ago, and it's not my fault if you've done a big pile of nothing since then. That doesn't give you the right to come out and rain on my parade. And Commissioner, I vow to you that I will not Billy Gunn this King of the Ring title. Because Billy, I plan on being entertaining. Yeah, you want to be real entertaining? How about if I kick your royal ass right here tonight? 
Sounds good, Commissioner. I suppose it'd be all right, yes. Great. Then I hereby decree that the first act in the era of awesomeness will be to totally annihilate Billy Bitch Cakes. Even his entrance music sounds sad. It's the same theme, but just like but a bit like just slower con- now. But just the context of it. Yeah. Just, it's just like, I had it all. I had it all. <laughs> I had it all. <laughs> What's the matter, Billy? You got it all. You got your meatball sandwich. You're here in WWF New York. You got some jalapeno poppers coming around the way and a big glass of Coke. What more could you want? You've got it all, haven't you? You've got it all. <laughs> He's not a happy boy. Oh, he's actually, I think, genuinely rattled by being put in this situation. Yeah. Do you like his t-shirt? I didn't even notice his t-shirt. What it was says, it? All this, and on the back it says, and so much more. And on the front it says, one Billy Gun. It's a nice shirt. How many did you sell? Is it one Billy oh. Gun? <laughs> did, did you hear the heckle he gets? No. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> the heckle. As soon as he picks up the mic before he says anything. But he's, but he's, he says he, I, I wasn't allowed in the tournament this year, and a fan just shouts, "Good!" <laughs> and you can just hear him. Like, Good, you prick! You're like, I just was, shut up! I thought it was going to be something really rude or no, offensive. Like, That's good. so cutting. Oh my god. See, his hand with the mic on the promo. Shaking. And as soon as someone says that, it's shaking even more. It is an awful, awful promo. I look forward to defending my crown a year later, but I, I had a shoulder injury. Oh, he's going to cry. I feel bad for Edge. Because this is when they're still making a big deal out of King of the Ring. And obviously all King of the Ring is, it's like... King of the Ring is like money. It only has value when you ascribe it to it. And you're doing this big ceremony. You're making it like it's a big deal. You need to have that killer first segment. Something mm-hmm. to happen. At least with Shamrock, they even tried things like they had. Yeah. You know, all the previous King of the Ring winners tried to challenge him to a match. And he beat them all. Here, though, Billy Gunn does not feel like he's up for it. He is not given the promo that Edge needs. And yeah. it just makes him seem like... It's meant to be giving him an edge, the promo. Like, oh, man, I'm not taking any old shit anymore. But he just seems like a really sad, depressing wrestler. Yeah. And then it just get, like, gets even more savage when like, Edge goes, like, if he's in WWF New York in two years instead of at King of the Ring, he wants to be shot in the head. And it's just like, he's right there. Because you know it's real to him. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, like, like, it's a work shoot. Like, it's... It, he really feels this way, but they're doing it as a work. Yeah. It's very rare when, in the Anshin era particularly, where someone cuts the, I'm not happy with my position on the cards. Like, everyone who's done that, Val Venus, Billy Gunn, Bob Holly, you actually, if you stay in the same place, you consider that lucky. They mm. usually go right to the fucking yeah. bottom. Yeah. Weird mini push for Billy Gunn, or as JR calls him, Bitter Billy. Bitter Billy. <laughs> Bitter Billy. Then he gets called Billy Bitch Cakes. <laughs> Bitter Billy Bitch Cakes. And Mr. Ass was apparently but too bad for the parents' television yeah. cancel. He says that if he's not competing, defending a title, or you know, a part of King of the Ring 2003, that he can shoot him. It's okay, because it ended after 2002, so you're, you're off the hook. Yeah. I love his line, 1999 is so two years ago. Lovely. That's so... This is the thing, like, Edge is turning face now, blatantly, but yeah. he's still Edge. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still yeah. saying the same dorky insults that you would say before. But they were so funny before you wanted to, like, laugh with them. Yeah, you know? no, like, you can. In Dude, Where's My Car, Ashton Kutcher's not a heel. You know, you, you laugh <laughs> with him at his silly things he says. You I, may have, maybe. Maybe! <laughs> 
He promises not to billy gun this game during the <laughs> tournament. There's a verb. Oh, I feel so, so... As much as I don't really like Billy Gunn, this is just such a brutal burial. It's not nice. He says, Tonight, I will annihilate Billy Bitch Cakes. <laughs> You're stupid, and I will kill you. And I plan on being entertaining. Oh! Like, that's maybe the worst thing, like, saying he's not even entertaining. It's like shouting, you can't work. Yeah, yeah. really cutting, really he's, bad. He's not Curtis Hughes, like, yeah. you know. He yeah. can do a good hot tag, like, you know. Oh, boy, got another Garden Classic. Pat Patterson and Sergeant Slaughter. The boot camp match. Serious McMahon Associates match, that one. Yeah. I love it, like. Really missed a trick here. I felt sure this was going somewhere where it'd be, like, Garden Classics, and then it'd pop up, like, the night that DDP won the WCW belt. It might have, like, a heel, like... DDP swapped out the tapes backstage yeah. or something. But instead, we just keep getting these pro WWF ones. It's really weird. So, Brothers of Destruction, Kane and the Undertaker. Well, that actually name was first coined in 1998. JR was like, these Brothers of Destruction, when they started Whoa. first killing people together. Them and the Dudley Boys for a tag team title, that is a dream match right there. Yeah. Oh my god. I loved how the main Avengers moved around the cards at this time. Without it feeling like they were being demoted. Like nowadays, if Dean Ambrose goes from being main event to then like intense, like, oh, he's being buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but back here, it actually felt like those guys are going down to elevate the rest of the division. Like, You've had Kane and The Undertaker doing stuff with the tag team championships, the Intercontinental Championships, the Hardcore Championships. Mm -hmm. They were involved with Right to Censor at some point. Point. It makes everything seem more big league, I think, yeah. when these guys go up and down the card. Yeah. I love this fucking idea of having these two these two teams go at it. Fucking brilliant. Who's coming out with The Undertaker? No, not a fun motorcycle. It's Sarah. Why wasn't she on the back of the motorbike? That would have looked great. Sidecar! I want a sidecar! <laughs> I would have liked it if like he was like on her shoulders like he was like literally riding her <laughs> like, like still have the music and the motorbike sound but he's just running out on his shoulders how about uh, Russo's Pope-mobile and taking her in there nice and say like you know DDP comes after we can't get through the first steps like oh Jesus make me famous 420 sign love it peak love wrestling it. right yeah. there fucking hell they beat, they bury DDP some more yep. with lines such as "DDP so fucking stupid, lol." <laughs> <laughs> like he's not even here tonight. Like in case you missed his embarrassing performance last night, let us lower the expectations. Yeah. I mean, say what you will. When he was doing his silly reveal promo, people were buzzing for that. Mm. As shit and stupid as it was, people were still like, "Whoa, DDP!" But now they're literally like. Don't make a big deal. Out. No, it's not DDP like you remember. Come on, don't be stupid. <laughs> Taker and Kane are fucking so ominous here. The Dudley boys, when they come out, like even though they had a big win last night, they're not like they're not cowering, but they're they're not taunting. They're just like straight ahead. They walk out to the ring like. This is going to be fucking tough. They've not got the normal, like, overflowing confidence that they would normally have, like... The Dudley boys get booked so strong all throughout this little patch here. Like, since WrestleMania 17, they're, like, putting the Dudley... Like, they're winning big matches all the time. And they're heels who aren't, like, winning because of cheating. They're, they're winning because they're outwitting people. And yeah. they're cunning. And they're, they're such a good tag team. Taker and Kane take the advantage early on and they beat the shit out of poor old Devon and Bubba. I'll tell you what, 
Undertaker and Bubba Ray Dudley, there's a match I could have seen, yep. you know. Yeah. He jumps around for a my god. Can I just say as well, as much as we diss the guy a lot on the podcast, it's really good to see, especially after his King of the Ring appearance, but see Undertaker wrestling a proper match. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. in good shape here. He's working really well, really fast. Absolutely. Like, it was great that because at WrestleMania X7, I think we all unanimously agreed that was Taker's best match up to that point. Yeah, yeah. And now we really are getting to enjoy this sort of peak Undertaker. It's funny because Taker, like, 98, 99, you want to look at all of his years of wrestling, in terms of match quality and his position on the cards, he was never higher on the card putting on worse matches, I think, than during that period. Because yeah. at least, you know, in 97 and 96, he had the old Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels match here and there. Fucking hell, his matches with Austin bored me to tears. Yeah, they were dreadful. So here, it's a little bit of a renaissance for Booger Red, who gets worked over by the Dudley Boys and they hit the 3DB, which JR still doesn't know what to call all these years later. Hot Tag to Kane, who runs wild. Undertaker has great difficulty clotheslining Bubba Ray and clearing the ring. It's like, and then I love it though, because Bubba's like, and then back into the ring, and then another one, and he goes back over. You just didn't get the quick time event quick enough was all. <laughs> Beautiful diving powerbomb by Kane. Those yeah. of you who are SmackDown 3 fans will know that that was Kane's alternate finisher for yes, one indeed. year. Yeah, love it. And who comes out of nowhere? Who's getting a big push? It's only Albert. He baldo bombs Kane. And then after a really long wait, as yeah. in ages, he hits that Baldo bomb a full 10 seconds nearly. Mm. Then we get the cover. One, two, three. How fucking strong. The Kane? Yeah, poor Kane. Like, we've watched SmackDown recently where like the Acolytes had to give Kane two double power bombs yeah. to put him away. And pin them both at the same time. Albert, one move, Kane's out for 10 seconds. It's like if he took a, a tombstone, waited 10 seconds, and then got pinned, I would still say that's really bad. That makes Kane look awful. But for Albert to hit a yeah. boldo, a boldo bomb, because well, he's bold. Prepare like. to get even more pissed off the next fucking night on the tapings in SmackDown. Albert beats Kane clean for the Intercontinental belt, Ooh. including a really impressive moment where he press slams Kane. Like he just fucking absolutely destroys them and he beats Kane clean like they make out that Kane gets overpowered by Albert so Albert going into this invasion is definitely being earmarked for a push like that like if you're going over clean on Kane that's like a WWF like fucking pivotal pillar Kane taker like no one goes over those guys clean. When we get to that episode of SmackDown Crawl, can I like maybe just sub Billy in for a sure, week? Sure, he can make that like, hot tag. Go <laughs> on so Taker chokes down Bubba Ray Dudley, you know, to get a little bit of heat back. I was just about to say, great follow-up to King of the Ring here. Like, it's just, you know, <laughs> Undertaker beating up Bubba Ray Dudley. And uh, Heyman goes, DDP is watching. Ew, he's so slimy. He gives me the creeps. <laughs> like he's a teenage girl. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. Taker and Sarah walk up to the top, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, keep they do the American. Pass. You know something's coming. Did they miss a cue here? Yeah, probably. Like, it far too long. As soon as he stops, they've got the arm in the air, and it's like, all right, carry on now. Pull Sarah yeah. doesn't put it up in time. It's maybe DDP missed his cue. I don't know. Maybe but I'm thinking that DDP should have got that earlier than he did. Yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, the Champa and Gargano end at the NXT. You think it's like, oh, everything is fine. They're just going to go off. Oh, there's more to be had. Like, so DDP ooh, appears with his white socks, ooh, and he hits Taker in the head with a chair. 
with the lightest chair shot ever. Rubbish. That's a get the fuck out, you're not allowed back in the ECW arena style of chair. It's so light. Think of Taker's chair shots. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine Taker backstage and be like, you see the chair shot he gave me? Pathetic, man. He had to write down that chair shot before he could do it as well. Uh, I mean, it's a much lighter chair shot. Perhaps he modified it, you know? You gotta go down to one knee when you're doing your chair shot on The Undertaker. Do it! Look how Arthur started. He had to lie on a chair to hit someone with a chair where he's come to in 18 months. Unbelievable. Your Phenomenal. chair shot. Make it your own. You got the water, you got the towel, huh? Make sure you're constantly staying hydrated when you're hitting him in the head with a chair. He's wearing a Leonardo da Vinci t shirt. Did you see Is that it? what that was? It was. It was the Leonardo da Vinci's like sketch of man with all the arms and legs and shit. I don't know why he's wearing No WCW shirt, maybe? Like, you notice they're not talking about Paige being WCW at all here. Mm. It's no, there's none of this sacred fucking, oh, he's pissing in fucking the Vatican. Yeah. He's had a big fucking shit on the altar. Like, you know, he's gotten sick in the pew of Madison Square Garden. It's just, oh, it is DDP. Sarah puts up her dukes to fight Diamond Dallas Page. And he grabs her, removes a hair extension, and they make out like she's literally like... <laughs> I just love like the idea how few men are realise that like most of the women you see on WWE TV or on television have hair extensions. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god! Oh, wh- what? <laughs> like, oh my god! He like, ripped her hair out. I remember once it was like in TNA or something and like Victoria who used to wear loads of like red hair extensions. One of them just fell out and like her opponent picked up and went, ugh, and threw it out of the ring. And the announcer's like, oh my god! Victoria's <laughs> sick! My god, she's gonna rip her hair out and throw it into the crowd, my god! <laughs> like it's mankind. Wee! <laughs> 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 So, yeah, don't be like Will Smith in that one episode of Fresh Prince where he sees the girls got hair extensions. He's like, oh, I prefer natural <laughs> women. Like, it's just fucking DDP. Grabbed her hair in the wrong way. JR goes, Diamond Dallas Page's career is dead. He really says it three or four times over and over again. Wow, dead. I, again, this has got to be Vince, I think, in his ear. Like, you make sure you say that his career is dead. Have they changed their mind on where this is going yet, do you think? Or do you think they generally don't know where they're going? I think they can't know where they're going. Because, no. like... The, How can they? <laughs> at this point, are they not thinking DDP is going to be one of their biggest players for the invasion? Like, they're not getting anyone bigger than, like, maybe Booker T. He's, he's, he's fucking yeah. laggy they've got, like. Yeah. Make the most of him. So Who else strange. is it going to be? Fucking Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> you keep an eye on that fella. <laughs> hey, yeah, seriously. <laughs> he will remember him. <laughs> Backstage, Regal with Tajiri. Fucking booming the shot. Mm. I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. I watched Ed Wood. I got Ed Wood's box set. I was like, "Does he have anything wrong with it?" I was supposed to have a big deal. <laughs> this one's booming the shot. I'm like, "Whoa!" Tajiri is listening intently as William Regal bemoans WCW. He randomly remembers that Jericho last night. There was a rumor he'd be going to WCW, so he decides he's going to punish him. And he thinks, "What sort of match will I put him in? You know, maybe I'll put him in like a barbed wire ladder match or some shit." Tajiri offers to wrestle him straight away I'm very excited by that because mm-hmm. yeah. those two whoa yes please when he's granted the match he, his reaction is like he's just got a Nintendo 64 <laughs> yeah. I think that's our new benchmark for excitement reactions yeah. Nintendo 64 on Christmas level <laughs> and I love that Regal goes 
I, you know, even though you don't have much experience. Bless him. He's still completely oblivious. Love it. Coming up next, European Championship on the line as Matt Hardy with Amy Dumas, a.k.a. Lita, <laughs> takes on The Big Show, a.k.a. Paul White, <laughs> and Trish Stratus. Big Show looks so shite here. Yeah. His fucking t-shirt. Yeah. They obviously were like, oh, he's probably like 9XL. It's way, it's too big yeah. for him. For the big show. It's the biggest one they had. Like you. Get yeah. out there. Like, like an idiot. Do you notice uh, Big Show, um, around this time, he started doing some new things, you know, get some new stuff going. He had a new hand gesture on Smackdown. Oh, yeah. Woo! It's that, like, it... Tubular kind of hat. Yeah. It's right. Obviously, I'm. I keep doing the thing where I'm putting my hand into the mic like this. Like, it's kinda, <laughs> Can you hear it now? It's the thumb and the pinky, and everything else is pulled down into a clenched fist, it's, and it's moving side to side. Imagine you're doing a telephone with your hand. It's you, that you got two phones. Yeah. Mancierge, Mancierge. That's what Big Show's doing. Here. He's, he's got. <laughs> he's got two, and he's going. Woo! I hate myself. It's awful. It's crap. Him being accompanied by Trish Stratus is a very random pairing. I don't get this at all. This is solely to build up tension between Trish and Lita. Because Trish has become face since WrestleMania 17. They did a whole thing where Vince is like, I'm going to get my revenge on you for betraying me. And Trish, like, you know, she won all of her matches and now she's trying to start wrestling. She challenged China before she left. So they're trying to make out that Trish is like, you know, she's becoming a wrestler. She's not an asshole anymore. She's in this because she loves wrestling. But they still want to have her and Lita at, at odds. So this is them planting the seeds for a, a love triangle storyline of sorts. Wow, okay. It'll make more sense in the next few episodes, I guess. You say so. The big show is very much surplus to requirements, in case you're wondering at all this. Post-OVW big show, so JR has to use the word motivation in every second <laughs> And also the word potential, brackets not reaching. <laughs> Matt works over the Big Show's arm. I do like the idea that, uh, you know, even though Big Show is clearly being buried, but he's wrestling guys like Matt Hardy who have to, like, shit, it's the Big Show. So Matt Hardy is doing stuff like working the arm, which he never does. So I like that Big Show is learning at least to... You tell know, a story tell a story you're yeah. big remember look at the stupid shirt we're making you fucking wear <laughs> so like I think the work is good in that sense in this Matt I like that they're telling that story at one point though when they're outside and show is chasing after Matt he very audibly says I'll pop your head like a grape boy I'm pretty sure that's gonna make Matt Hardy get fucking Hulkamania powers yeah. Grapemania I love him <laughs> This is what it's like when grapes collide. Both, <laughs> both these guys have got grape jokes. So, Matt is uh, all fired up. Trish Stratus, however, kisses Matt Hardy yeah. against his will. But he ain't fighting her off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lita's not going to be too happy about that. So, Lita attacks Trish Stratus. And before we take anyone too seriously, she removes her top as well. There it is. Way women's wrestling. Lita, she low blows the big show. Mm. He looks like he's going to choke Summer. She kicks him in the dick. It's DQ. It's a very weird finish because Big Show technically won, so he's happy. He's like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to Europe. And Matt Hardy's like, yeah, see what happens. And he walks off. So, yeah. No one looked good out of that, I don't think. No. It's a weird world we're living in where Albert's being booked as more of a monster than the fucking Big Show. Yeah. 
I will say though, just going back a second, we did have our grunt of the night there. Hello. At one point, they're doing some Irish whip offense. Big Show throws Hardy into the corner, runs into him, and goes. The opportunity to stand up. Apparently, are you? Into the there corner. it is. <laughs> Cut to WWF New York, where I expected to see whoever's inside to be wearing a beige T-shirt going that pathetic. <laughs> it's allegedly going to be Perry Saturn and Terry, but we get Shane McMahon. Covered in a thousand tiny cuts. Hey guys, I'm Shane McMahon, and I'm happy to announce that there's going to be a new Nitro Grill right here in Times Square. Oh. You like you expect he's going to like start throwing up like Casey from Tim and Eric. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, like you put rushes his hand through his hair with the glass comes out. Like, you know. All those poor Terry and Perry fans as well. They were waiting there all evening for Terry. 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 <laughs> he claims. That Vince McMahon is not playing fair and that WCW is a company full of young studs, raring to go and be all about wrestling as it's meant to be. However, Vince McMahon is blocking WCW from appearing on television. Now it's time to take a little step back because this is going to happen quite a few times in these next two episodes because WWF don't know what they're doing. But what they thought they were going to be doing at one point Post WrestleMania 17, it was that WCW was going to be a separate brand. And they were going to have Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And then Saturday, you'd have a show that would be WCW guys. Kind of like the way that their version of ECW was. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd send down a few blokes to cross over and be the part of the roster. We'd mostly use it to get these new guys over. You know, anchor it with some of the stars. Build it as being new and fresh and get it over by using appearances from WF guys. Shane here is saying, oh, they're not letting us on TV. The reality is, is that WCW, as a TV show, they were trying to get on TV, but they were failing miserably because of all of the bad reputation WCW had because of all the shit that happened in 2001. They were going to all the networks saying, look, WCW, but like, wait, isn't that that thing that lost like $80 million and got sold for like two quid? No, we're grand thanks. So the name is just poison now. Yeah, the, the actual intellectual property, which is all that you really have when you think, I mean, the only reason to do this is to get WCW fans. And yeah, people are saying no. Now, it's very strange indeed. WCW Worldwide, if you ever checked them out, amazing website, really, really fantastic site. WCW Worldwide helped me out by getting to me some information, some archived documents showing me some of the clues that were there that this was going to actually happen. There was actually, at one point, Ticketmaster had on sale tickets for a WCW house show that was going to be running. It was a show branded WCW under the WWF banner. It was actually something as well where very recently, a couple of years ago, some lad who was looking for video work, he used to work for WWF, Kevin Sullivan, put his video CV up on Vimeo, including which one was an ad he made for the never transpiring WCW live show. Oh. So they were very much hyping it up. What I was most hyped up for was the WCW Saturday night show that they wanted to run. Here are some of the names that they were polling for the WCW show. Now the obvious one, lads, WCW Saturday Night Nitro, because we're going to be on Saturday night. Perfect. They were hoping to get on TNN at 11 o'clock at night on Saturday, so that's like graveyard, graveyard slot. But that's what they wanted, WCW Saturday Night Nitro. Other names, WCW Uprising. Yeah, a little bit more. I like the idea. It's kind of they're mm. they're an uprising. They're a rebel group, right? You know, kind yeah. of uprising. Okay, how about this one? WCW Late Night Appetite. Oh, <laughs> it's a fucking talk show. What the fuck's this? Late Night Appetite. This Saturday 
at late night appetite. Booker T, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you with my snacks. That's seriously so Southpaw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it really is. Showdown at catering, would that be the pay-per-view? <laughs> okay, here we go, some more ones. WCW, Primal Urge. Fuck That's like a Valvina slogan or something. <laughs> WCW, Hotbox. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like Shane McMahon and all the boys like in a really small room basically. just a car with foggy windows shut the door shut the door ECW hotbox would have worked so yeah. much better. obviously yeah. like WCW a couple of cold ones with the boys <laughs> and my personal favourite WCW hard on Saturday night no that can't be real yeah, no. hard on hard on it gives me an erection! <laughs> this stuff from WCW Hotbox was rated PG! This stuff from WCW Hard On Saturday Night gives you more than a thumbs up, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking so, glad they died. Like. <laughs> Are you sure you would want it to popped over onto the network? Catch some episodes of Hard On Saturday Night on Saturday Nights? I love that even though the WCW is now in the hands of the company that won, the successful company, they still couldn't come up with any good ideas for it. Here's an idea. WCW, Saturday night. That was a WCW show that yeah. was an hour on a similar time slot yeah. on TNN yeah. back in the day. Because uh, the reason I say that is not because, like, oh, continuity. It's it's because someone might be... Like, WCW Saturday night was on TV for, like, fucking 15 years. Mm. And it had a lot of ratings. It was on syndicated TV. So everyone got it. So people have memories of, oh, WCW Saturday Night, of course, mm. yeah. They would have watched that fucking show yeah. out of curiosity. WCW hard on Saturday Night. I, if I'm my, my age at the time, 12, I would have been worried. <laughs> we just got a Digibox that would have shown up on screen. What the fuck are you watching? I'm watching WCW hard on Saturday Night. Get it? <laughs> Shane McMahon has declared the invasion is on. The battle lines have been drawn. This is the third time we've declared the invasion. The invasion has officially started. The invasion yeah. was on when Booker came in, when DDP came in, and now in WWF New York as well. Uh, Shane introduces his friend, the WCW champion and US champion, Booker T. Cuts a bit of a promo on Austin. He calls him out. He says he's going to be in WWF New York, kicking it all night long with some meatball subs. And he dares him to come and show his face. And Austin is all pissed off. And Vince says, you should go to WWF New York and kick his ass. It's only a few blocks. And Austin's like, yeah, yeah. You, you coming too? I'm not going to go without you. I won't go if you don't go. Oh. Awkward second date, Austin and Vince like. And Kurt's all left out. He's like, I'll go. So they agree. Kurt and Steve... Even though both of them are busted up, yeah. broken back, concussion, fucking the tailbone injury, mm. Austin's broken his hand. Let's go to WWF New York. Please take an Uber, lads. You will die if you <laughs> walk. The big shot with a dead man ink shirt. Ah. Chats with Al Snow about Tough Enough. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We will be covering Tough Enough soon. It will be a bonus episode. Probably before we get to Invasion, we're going to cover Tough Enough in some capacity. It is all on the network. All of it. Oh, baby. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about Tough Enough and Daryl's smelly shorts. Also, as well, big fan that Al and Bob both rock the fanny packs. <laughs> the APA whole court with the cast of Jacked Saturday Night. 
fucking love this. Yeah, same. This, Absolutely. Like, this whole idea, like, that basically Farouk and Bradshaw are trying to unite the houses so that they can all, like, <laughs> come together as yeah, one. Yeah, to fight the White Walkers. Of WCW. White Championship Walkers. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. <laughs> so... Farouk he's like let me tell you something WCW is fucking shit and he's like you're the former WCW champion shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's like the highest accolade of your career the highlight of this segment for me was Aku's fun weekend break shirt (laughs) fuck I wish he had white jeans to go with that shit like Bradshaw fires up everyone and everyone's fucking like beating the walls like they're ready to this is what I wanted to see earlier on yes It's wartime. It like, let's see the wrestlers, the impact it's having on them. Finally, we're getting it. Billy Gunn stomps, huffs, and puffs his way to the ring. The boom mic is in the fucking shot again! Probably <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, just Billy Gunn. Who the fuck cares? The camera goes off, low battery. <laughs> Another garden classic. Jimmy Superfly Snooker jumps off the cage and into prison. <laughs> <laughs> Out of one cage into another. They didn't, though, did they? they didn't put a roof on it, so he escaped. So. He escaped by death. Unfortunately, <laughs> by the time the Hell in the Cell came along, he was already on to another town. Coming up next, Egg versus Billy Bitter Bitch Cakes. I love that Billy Gunn has got bitterness from King of the Ring with a two year delay yeah Yeah. like he's not processed it just realised that that got him nowhere that push like literally WrestleMania 17 was like wait a minute I won King of the Ring oh hang on now (laughs) (laughs) JR speculates about Christian is he telling us everything is he telling us what he really feels ooh Billy Gunn has got a pierced navel hmm I JR didn't, didn't notice make, that. Yeah, JR didn't make a mention of it though. That's because they're fine. Those are fine. They're fine. They're worse. They pierced ears, you know. Nah, expose the business. No, not I that. swear there was some wrestler. I think it was like a, a, a lady had a pierced navel and it got ripped off Whoops. in a match. Oh. I, I might have been an indie thing, but I remember hearing about that in like two thousand seven, eight. Turned her any into an outie. Oh, oh, that sucks. Jesus Christ. Billy Gunn, right, the one thing, what can we say the one thing we like about Billy Gunn is, like, explosiveness, you know, that hot tag. Athleticism, Like, if yeah. Billy Gunn's going to run in and clear the house and clear the ring, no one does it better, I think. Mm. But as a heel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. This match was so bad, I was absolutely shocked. It was so bad, I thought that Billy was, was like, sabotaging it. That's how bad it was. Mm. I was worried that given how much they buried him, that this was going to be a quick squash, like Edge spears him and pins him. That's what it should have been. But this is actually worse for Billy Gunn. Like, he looks worse from this. He's He's trying, it's not working. No. Barely feels like he's trying with his rest holes and his fucking stomps. Mm. Are the crowd chanting Hogan? Yes, they Mm. are, Billy. Very loudly. (laughs) Because they're in Madison Square Garden and Vince McMahon has used the word historic around 8 million times. So Hogan's an invasion. Tonight. God, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people here tonight, aren't they? Edge makes his comeback to booze, which gets an even bigger Hogan chant. Oh my, Good lads, fuck. don't hold your breath. Yeah. JR, on commentary, literally starts audibly speculating on what it is that Billy Gunn is missing. <laughs> Yeah, like he's trying to figure out, like, now why is it that Billy can't get over exactly? Yeah, he's, like, he's been here for fucking ages. I just don't get it, Paul. Like, watch this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's up. good in the ring. Yeah, it's that goddamn earring again. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's uh, unfortunately has come back. 
is not does not work because he runs against the ropes. Christian throws to hit Billy. He hits Egg in the face instead, but so close he's still blind that it could be a mistake. Uh. Billy Mitchberg hits the jackhammer. That'll help things out here. With these <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that? We get Goldberg chance. Oh, fucking Grace. Goldberg and Hogan chance. Billy, you had one job, which was to get Edge over, and now they're chanting for Hulk Hogan and Goldberg. <laughs> Can you imagine coming back after that? Follow that, like. The only way you could have gotten more WCW chances if you did a fucking slideshow of your favourite WCW wrestlers. <laughs> oh my god. Billy has too much offense. Yeah. Oh, so he hits the jackhammer, Edge kicks out, he teases the famous sir, but Christian runs in, blatantly interferes, he hits like a full move. It's his signature. Edge hits the Impaler, which Jim Ross has great difficulty with. <laughs> the Impaler and Chaos goes, DDP! T! DDT! DDP! <laughs> DDP! <laughs> oh, oh, man. Edge wins an awful match in the worst way possible. Yeah. Oh, man, that is weak shit. Heyman goes, Hey, Billy, I got two words for you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you lost. <laughs> he does an evil laugh. And then after Edge wins, Jared goes, what a buzzkill. Wow. Even the heel commentator is burying Billy Gunn. No one likes him. It's funny because he got so many appearances. I, you would think he's like getting a push, but it's like, who can we really fucking That's bury? That's all it is, yeah. It's him. Awful shit. Backstage, Vince and Deb are fucking powering through that hummus. Yeah. That's a four-person platter and you two know it. Austin calls in and he's upset. There's traffic and Kurt's being a dork. <laughs> Time for another garden moment. The first ever WrestleMania. That'll quell these Hogan chants. Uh, Do you remember the first ever WrestleMania when Andre the Giant stood in the ring on his own? It was fucking great. No Hogan, no Piper, no one associated that you think might be. No, stop chanting. WCW guys names it's not that kind of WCW when we said WCW it's not the fun one not like that <laughs> you see this picture Chuck Palumbo like this <laughs> this is the WCW here's chronic and meat oh. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like uh, fucking Saturday night. <laughs> 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 Let's get some fucking chronic. Let's get some, some fucking meat. And have a fucking fire going. We get, oh man, main event time. Legit dream match. Y2J Chris Jericho taking on Tajiri with William Regal. I'm so jazzed for this. As Tajiri is coming out, Vince McMahon can't resist another dig at Bruno Sammartino. Heyman says, oh, apparently got, we got a call from the Cardinal. They got the dates wrong on Bruno's reign. Who cares? Ha <laughs> Jesus. All right. So what? Like, Vince let it run and after 20 minutes, he's like, you know what? I've changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Bury him. Who was it that he called? Who's he called a modern day Bruno Sammartino? Taz. Jesus, no fucking wonder. <laughs> oh my god, mate, you've been marked. I love Tajiri's music. It's very Crash Bandicoot. It's great. It's a music that gives you just enough pause of, is it racist? I'll enjoy it quietly for now. A bit like the Takeshi's Castle theme. like It's just a bit too stereotypical. You're, you're Craig Charles calling someone a wazzock over the top. <laughs> yeah, you're like are one or two notches removed from a Chai Kingdom from Mario Land, mm. which as we established is a racist song and I'm not yeah. allowed to whistle it around the house anymore. Fucking Chris looking real jactico, baby. Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. 
We get a promo from Jericho. He refers to Tajiri as Tajunior. It's not very good, that one. Oh, I love Tajunior. You got a better one for Tajiri? Mike. Tajiri <laughs> like it's his name. Tony. Or just Taj. 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 Stone Cold Steve Ass Clan is pretty that, good, though. Come on, that's gold. Gotta give him that. JR says that their prayers and thoughts are there for Chris Benoit. Oh boy, he got really fucked up by this mm. neck injury. This Sounds is like it. this is the one that even though he comes back from, he's never quite the same ever again. But you couldn't tell him that apparently. And Heyman with a really weird line of commentary. It just it this really unnerved me. You know they they delete lines of commentary on. Uh, I wish they deleted this one. Ben Benoit. Heyman goes. How ironic. How does it feel for crippler Chris Benoit to be taken out and crippled himself? I don't mm. like thinking about that. Like, mm. oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, baby, Tajiri's kicks. This crowd oh, has yeah. not seen those before. They are loving it. Everyone is like a big, <gasps> big reaction. Fucking incredible. ECW chants in MSG. Paul Heyman, the smile on his face must be so big it's piercing Jim Ross's eardrum. He is Fuck not wearing out. anything below the waist under that <laughs> <laughs> YTJ baseball slides chilly willy regal JR says it's okay people get attacked in New York City all the time (laughs) fucking hell and then we get an argument between Jim Ross and Paul Heyman which just like stops being fun these lads had great heated arguments but there's a few times where it's like oh we shouldn't say that last bit now because he's like JR is like kind of like making fun of fucking New York and Heyman's like, oh, how dare you make fun of that Mr. Oklahoma? New York's the greatest city in the world. And Jim Ross goes, oh, what do you know about it? You're from Scarsdale. You're not even from New York. You're from Wichita County. And they're like, oh, that's, that's not fun, is it? Vince in the air like, Jesus, Jim. <laughs> Didn't have to go that far. I thought I was cold-blooded. <laughs> fucking hell. Embrace the hate. <laughs> Double powerbomb by Jericho. I love that. Like mm. it's great. Like Jericho sometimes when he's wrestling guys for the first time, is like you can see how good they are if he's doing like the usual stuff mm. or if he's doing the stuff from the arsenal. The yeah. double powerbombs. That real good chain wrestling that we're getting here. Tajiri is so fucking good. Tajiri goes for the mist and pure comedy, he sprays Regal right in the face. Love it. I love it so fucking much. Get a lion salt, Jericho picks up the win. That's a fucking great main event. Yeah. I'll happily take that again. Thank you very much. Because they were worried. No Rock, no Triple H, no Benoit. Austin's hurt. Shane's hurt. Kurt's hurt. But you know what? Chris Jericho and Tajiri gave us a fucking kick-ass match. Fucking Regal with that mist. Oh, my God. The big comedy, like... like have you seen that clip of Regal slipping in mustard? And he, like, just no, like, slips her. It's, like, a full minute of him, like... He does it better than anyone else. Like, the villain that's, like, had his pants pulled down, look. He has said so many times, I love this, because, like, Regal is someone who's admired by very serious wrestlers, I guess we could say. And he says the first thing he always tells, like, people is, like, the best thing about wrestling, the thing you should focus on most, and the thing that brings me the most joy in wrestling is making people laugh and entertaining them and that's why you're there and I think that's very important because Regal almost has this like godlike status yeah. among like kind of a lot of British wrestlers particularly but people who work that old European rugged style mm. who think it's actually all fucking dead serious and hit really hard whereas Regal is like says before like his best moment is when he came out dressed as a showgirl yeah he said that's <laughs> his, like his career highlight I love that about Regal so much he used to take himself too fucking seriously 
Bret Hart could learn a thing or two, like, you know? <laughs> Vince is on the phone with Steve Austin. He says he's going to go to the ring. They're ready to beat Booker T's ass, and he's going to go and show everyone off to the ring goes Vince McMahon. Very blatant what's going to happen here. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had obviously never seen it before, but I was like, oh, I, know what's, I know what's happening here. Mm. Vince McMahon stands in the ring as Jim Ross says, WCW have urinators all over Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Does that mean they're not going to get like their deposit back? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? Like, Jesus Christ. It smells like WCW is pissed all over here. Vince McMahon says that the hollow ground has been soiled, yada, yada, yada. My father's grave's been dug up and sodomized, etc., etc., over and over and over. Kurt and Oster standing by. We see two silly injured men storm into WWF New York. I swear they weren't going to actually go. No, they did. And I love that Austin and Kurt are there. Like, like well, Austin's got the full Austin walk. Like yeah. He's like looking, and everyone like is cheering on the sidelines. They've cleared the way. And Austin's just like keeps looking over his shoulder, like mouthing off to people. I love how weird he is. Do you reckon there's a subset of people that when they saw him coming in, were like, oh, Perry and Terry are never going to arrive. <laughs> it's <laughs> just Stone Cold and Kurt Angle. Somewhere in a green room, Terry and Perry have eaten all the fucking breadsticks. <laughs> the fucking way is cleared. And it's so funny, they're getting right to the end, up to the stage, and there's a lady stood in the way, like just ambivalent to what's going on. And the security's like, get out of the way, and just shoves her <laughs> really viciously. Yeah. Fucking hell. Weird Michael Hayes lookalike tells them that they're gone. They've not been here for a couple of hours. And then, uh,. Austin says he's going to cut a big old promo on Booker T. He's going to be all tough about him. And the main issue that Steve Austin has with Booker T is that the way that he says, ask. Axe! Axes are for trees! Lay that out, like. <laughs> Calls him a silly chump change bastard. And I love that, like, Austin, like, he turns on the old stone cold here. Mm. But the, the reason is, I don't know if I'm always reading too much into Austin's character, but the reason why Austin is so tough here, you notice the way he is before he finds out they're not here, and the way he is after. Yeah. As soon as he knows that they're not there, Austin's like, and that's the bottom line, because yeah. he's all like proper old Stone Cold, a vicious promo on mm-hmm. somebody who's going to kick their ass. If he was out in the ring, he'd be like, I'm not going, you come with me. Yeah. And the whole time he's doing this big promo, Kurtz just stood there like smiling. And after Austin goes in, that's the bottom line. And he walks off. Curtis pulls up his medal, smiles, and just walks off. And Kurt was there too. Yay! Oh, Jesus. Back in Madison Square Garden, Shane McMahon arrives onto the ramp. Booker T appears. Now, this is weird. You think Booker T's going to lay out Vince? Vince gets the first shot in on Booker. Mm. He fucking potatoes him. him. Why is that? Booker T scissor kicks Vince. Looks rough. Yeah, it's a lovely looking scissor kick, but I wouldn't want to take it. No, uh, that that's a move which like bull, who would you like to take it from most? Bull Buchanan, Booker T, or Alicia Fox? I'll take Alicia Fox. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Vince is laid out. The locker room empties. We still don't know what the fuck WCW is. I should point out. But everyone runs off Booker T. He runs through the crowd. Jim Ross screams, "Back out! The legacy has been trampled." What did you guys think of this episode of Raw? I think there was a lot of good. JR selling the importance of what's happening was really good. I think the comedy was at its absolute peak. That's the best comedy WWE's ever done, I think. You've got William Regal and Tajiri and Austin and Angle in the same episode. Kurt and Kurt, with, sorry, you've got Edge and Christian as well. That's fucking incredible. So much good stuff. And just having genuinely funny comedy actually made 
an episode of Raw so much more watchable. Like I watched that in one sitting, no issues. It was an absolute breeze. This is funny because like when I watched this episode, I straight away I was gonna watch it like later, like for research. But I was like, I let it play it. I watch straight into the next one. Like mm. I'm enjoying this so much. Yeah. It cannot like be overstated how much easier it is to watch Raw from this time than a current Raw. And I'm someone who likes the current product quite a lot. Mm. What a three-hour show. Yeah. Not just that, though, I'll say. Like, yeah. this episode of Raw could have been three hours, and I think I would have got on fine with it. It's the way they pace those hours yeah, that makes yeah. all the difference. Get that nice mix of backstage silliness, serious matches, good matches, mm-hmm. and, you know, there was a few throwaway moments, but I thought it flowed really well as episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. Billy, watch it for the first time. How are you finding this stuff? Enjoyed it. Uh, for the most part, did not care for the ending. Mm. It doesn't feel like in an invasion. Feels like Booker T is well, yeah. kind of like, invaded. Oh my god, WCW have invaded. There's three blokes and there's Mike Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we got Mike Awesome, we've got DDP, we've got Booker T, yeah. Shay McMahon, Stacy Keebler, because she's yeah. technically yeah. debut. Lance Storm is doing a run in as his Hugh Morris. Okay. On SmackDown, we get Palumbo and O'Hare. So, that being said, it's let, it's ten guys. Where are they now, then? It's an invasion. Let's have all ten yeah, of them together. We, like. yeah. I think here, with Vince alone in the ring, we needed a Nexus moment. Mmm, yeah. Great idea, yeah. But the problem is with that, and I think this is the, my main complaint with this, is, you know, we're at the end of this episode. All throughout King of the Ring, I was given the benefit of the day because it was like, well, this story we're telling you tonight is, we're concluding stories. We have a tournament, we have a title match, there's stories that are finishing off independent of CW. That threat is looming over here. Tonight we're told the invasion is on, and yet we're no closer to knowing what the fuck that means. Billy, you very, very eloquently put WCW in 2001 in this as being a bunch of lads walking around like. I don't think we could change that description after this episode. Not yet. Some of them are running, yes. Yes. Some of them are running around corners with a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're not going to do Match of the Night MVP for this one because obviously, um, you know, it's a short episode of Raw. It's more to get a feel. And because things are changing a lot. Yeah. Um, I told you guys we've got big plans for WCWD at their own TV show. Mm. Next week on Raw, they decided that they would trial this. See how it goes. A little bit of Buff Bagwell versus Booker T in the main event for the WCW Championship in the WCW hotbed of Tacoma, Washington, where they never ran a show before. WCW Lights, bringing out some WCW announcers. It is, without doubt, the worst main event in the history of Raw. And we'll talk all about that and our many changing directions in our next episode. We are going to hit another episode of Raw before we get to Invasion. That's going to be the July 7th episode of Raw. Because things change massively, and they change massively multiple times in that episode. Because what we get here tonight ain't what we're going to be getting at Invasion. No, no. (laughs) On SmackDown after this, Vince McMahon gets challenged by Linda. She says, look, are you afraid of competition? Let them in. Let's do an invasion. Mm -hmm. So now we have to figure out what the fuck is going on. Because I don't really know what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think we're going to get Hulk Hogan? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe if we chant loud enough, Kevin, he'll come back. Maybe if we chant for Goldberg loud enough, he'll come back too, right? Maybe if we get some nice clues, like if someone says, like, this savagery is making me really grandy. <laughs> like, get some nice foreshadowing there. This invasion needs a bit of flair to spice yeah. things up. Maybe they need to look in the mirror and Ultimate Warrior could appear behind them. Something, anything mm. can happen that will make us think of WCW. Needless to say, the invasion is, uh, it's on, I think. Yeah. Let's, yeah. 
I, I think it might be on by now, yeah. Are the battle lines drawn? No, we need to, yeah. need to add a little bit more to this, I think. Yeah. I, it's the, the, they've been drawn, but they've been drawn in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> By someone who's not in charge of drawing no. the battle lines. So to be clear, so there's no confusion for anyone out there, the next episode we're doing isn't the one with the WCW main event. No. We're jumping over that because the one after that is so significant. Yeah. And so much happens. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all of that in our next episode, which is July 7th, 2001. After that, we're going to hit Invasion, hopefully tough enough. That's going to do it for this episode of the Attitude Era Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this review of Rise War from 2001. What do you guys think of the Invasion so far? Let us know. Head over to Twitter, at AEPodcast, or Facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. We love to hear from our fans. Leave us a comment, post a post, or why don't you send us a tweet, a direct message, whatever you like. We love to hear from you guys and your thoughts on the show and the series so far. You want to support the Attitude Era Podcast? You can. The best way to do so is head over to Patreon. Become our backer, get access to some exclusive goodies. $1 backing gets you access to some show notes. But you want to hit that $5 back and get access to the SmackDown Crawl. Nearly 20 bonus episodes up there for you to enjoy as Adam and I review all of SmackDown. As well as things like reviews of books. Kane's book, Journey to Darkness. We did two episodes on it. It was fucking ridiculous. Everyone seems to be enjoying it so far. And thank you everyone who's backed us on Patreon. You're really helping the show. You're helping us make it more often. Help us dedicate more time to it. We love each and every one of our backers. Become a $10 backer. Get a monthly Q&A episode with updates about what's going on with the show for myself. And if you want to become one of our all-time greatest hero backers, you can become a Dan Severn $20 tier backer and get discounts on merchandise as well as all of our commentary tracks available to download for free and all future ones as well. Adam, we only put a few new commentary tracks on Selfie recently. Oh, yeah. Had some fun, didn't we? Fun? Yeah! Yeah! See yeah. no evil! Billy, see have you no seen evil. See No Evil? I have not. You shouldn't see See No Evil. Um, yeah, Glenn Jacobs is meant to have a very large cock in it and he doesn't, nope. so... Don't even see it. I know Vince pitched for it. No. <laughs> yeah. We've got new commentaries up there on See No Evil and also the Hulk Hogan classic No Holes Barred, available from selfie.com slash AEPodcast. You may have noticed we've been churning out videos on Facebook like a motherfucker. We fucking you. Serious, good going there, Adam Bibolo. Well, as of time recording now, we're on about 55, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 55. Like that. We're getting there. We're getting to the, the big 100, and then I'll never make any more. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the, uh, Facebook is the one place for our video now. We did have them on YouTube. They got taken down. We tried putting them on Vimeo. No one likes Vimeo. Who wants to go on Vimeo? Who wants to go like? on something that has a preview image? There's a play button in the middle that you can't click and actually fucking play. Yeah. So... <laughs> Forget all of that. Facebook has not given us any issues so far. We've got all of our micro videos on there. We're going to start putting all of our original videos on there as well. And then, simple enough, all of our video stuff will be on Facebook. So, yeah, make sure you check those ones out. All available from facebook.com slash podcast. Just click the tab videos. Another little side thing we're doing on Facebook is I'm putting together little grunt compilations every <laughs> now and then. If you've got a good grunt, send it to me. If it's good enough, it'll make it onto the list. Have you got anything as good as... <laughs> from Viscera if you can you can make it into Adam's best of grunts tweet Adam at Biblops B-I-B-L-O-P-S if you wonder what a Biblop is it's a smaller version of a blop and if you are a fine purveyor of stuff and things head on over to botchamania.com stuff things mystique oh okay, mystique yeah. mystique I just like thought I'd say my favourite X-Man oh <laughs> very good next week 
But for now, it's a goodbye from me, Kevin. Me, Billy. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You've become him. <laughs> Let's just, next episode, can we swap for the whole episode, Billy? Okay. Yeah, thank right, you. Okay. okay. I'm me, Billy. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the July 7th, 2001 for some more invasion. I'm sure this thing is going to be very, very coherent indeed. Absolutely. We'll see you next time on the Attitude Era podcast. <laughs>